It's a great feeling. It's a great feeling. It's been a long time coming, as y'all know. I mean, we was we was just trying to win a playoff game this year, which is the crazy part. You know what I'm saying? All the all the talk about Bengals ain't win a playoff game in however many years, and and now we here, now we here in the in the biggest game of the season. And look, if you make it to the big dance, you got a chance to win it all. So we just got to get it done. Yeah, the last time we was talking about the first we had Wild Card Weekend. Everybody's talking about the last time the Bengals won. Good times was on TV. That was the last time. In the Super Bowl. (laughs) Greg, Mr. Hot Sins Mayor, how are you doing tonight? One of your former Giants is in the Super Bowl, man. Man, I'm happy for my guy. Um, I'm I'm not going to sit here and lie to the people and tell you guys I give a damn about him playing the Super Bowl this Sunday. But it's okay. We're going to talk about it. We're going to get through this. All right, and then I'll, and I'll give you guys my, my all my football takes and all that stuff. But, no, nah, I'm all serious. I'm rooting for Odell. I'm rooting for Odell. Um, that's my guy. I would like him to get a ring. There's too many fringe Giants fans rooting for his failure. So, I need, I need, I need, that, I need that guy to get a ring to validate everything that he's been through. But, you know, it'd be so, cool if Joe Burrow won, too. That'd be cool, too. I, I ain't mad at it. I, this, this, the Bengals are inconsequential to me. It don't really matter. You know, they, they're the Bengals. So, it's fine with me. <laughs> Greg, Greg love taking shots to make him feel better about his Giants, but we're going to carry on. Oh, we'll talk about I, – I, I don't know where we're going to go with the show, but we'll talk about – Oh, uh, we, will, we will not – The current state. We're we, we going to talk about – because we talk about – I think we're going to talk about the coaching carousel. So, if we're talking about coaching carousel, then we talk oh, about – Oh, we talk about Super Bowl, bro. Listen, you, you, you think, you think yeah, we're going yeah, yeah, to show to this stupid one yeah, game yeah, yeah, that no one's about, talking y'all about? Y'all talk about the bowl next episode, bro. Don't yo, watch your, your head coach next episode. The, the funny, the funniest part about this is that 
the Timberwolves be completely overshadowed by the by the NBA uh, trade deadline, by Danny Lay's boyfriend getting beat up at the bowling alley. We talk, yo, it's too much going on out here. Like, what we nobody about? care about Danny her, her boyfriend getting her brother getting beat up. Yo, I, I tell you what, if we if we post a clip right now talking about Danny Lay, the Danny Lee brother getting beat up by the baby at the bowl, at the bowling alley right now, is getting more likes than anything we talk about the Bengals. I promise you that. On everything I love, you know how this goes. <laughs> Crazy. I would, but I really did. Like I saw the video and everybody was talking. About, I really did not give a rat's behind about because it's uh, that's a whole. Trolling. I'm trolling. I'm, I'm trolling. I'm trolling, but I'm also telling the truth. That's the thing I troll. I'm telling the truth. <laughs> and we're gonna talk about this next week. Some of our most engaged content was us posting fit of the day. Yeah. Yeah, out Rocky. So he's speaking facts in that regard. It's weird. It's, people are weird. Yeah, man. I know you're picking the Bengals. Before we even break down some of these matchups, what's the score? How how, how are we seeing this? We seeing a, a win by Money Mac on a field goal. How you see this one going down? Mm. I hope it don't come down to a, to a field goal. I hope I hope it's. You know, I, I would love to see it, you know, end in Joe Burrow's hands. You know, game-winning drive on the line, and we just get it done. You know, I, I don't want it to be a situation where you're banking on your your kicker, especially a rookie kicker. He's been phenomenal for us all year. Let's just say that. He's been absolutely phenomenal, hit multiple game winners, both in the regular season and in the playoffs. Um, but I think this is Joe Burrow's time to shine. He does great under pressure. Um yeah, score score wise, I'm I'm going I'm going 27-24. 27-24, Greg. I'm going with Rams. I got the Rams winning. Greg, we'll break down why we choose who we win, who we got winning. Greg, what score? What you got? The conventional wisdom has not worked when pick when picking with the Bengals. Any game that has the Bengals in it, they weren't supposed to win that Tennessee game. They 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 won it. Uh, they weren't, I mean, the, the Chiefs game, they weren't, they definitely weren't supposed to win that game. They wanted anyways, but I think this is kind of where the buck stopped. I don't, I just, we'll, I don't, we'll get into reasons why fine in a moment, but if I'm going to go to score. I, I think I'm going to go 30, 27 Rams. Um, I, I kind of hope I'm wrong because again, I think it makes for a more fun game. If the Bengals make this team sweat. And I think, I think there's a chance that happens, but I'm gonna go 30, 27 Rams. I think it'll be a close game for, for all the things we talk about. It'll be a close game. Uh, yo, this, this game could go either way. It, it really could. Like, you're not. You're one of the few people saying that right now. I will say that you you are not one of many with that take because I because the O line is the thing everyone's talking about and Donald and Von Miller as through. they should as they absolutely should. We're gonna get on that. That's exactly where I want to start because I think yeah. that's the obviously biggest part of this game, the biggest matchup outside of which we'll touch on. Of course, you got Jamar Chase. Jalen Ramsey, you got a hey, will Mixon have a bigger game than Acres? Like we could Joe Burrows, he got a bigger game than Stafford. Whole lot we could touch on, but before we even talk on how big of a game Joe Burrow is going to have or how big of a game Mixon's going to have, it starts with this O line going against this Rams rush that is top notch elite, star studded. Mm-hmm. As the Bengals, we've seen throughout the playoffs, Joe Burrow has gotten sacked. He's gotten sacked all year. Is there any level of concern going against the Rams' front line? I mean, your OC already came out. Your offensive coordinator said he he has confidence in the offensive line. 
are you of the same mindset of being confident that y'all be able to uphold everything for one more game? It's just one more. Listen, listen, Brian Callahan got to say that because if you come out and talking crazy saying he don't have confidence in his O-line, then that's going to cause a whole whole boatload of problems, right? But right. Um, I think there's got to be confidence in the offensive line just due to the fact that, you know, yes, Joe Burrow has played his ass off all season, but at the end of the day, like, we were good enough to make it here with the offensive line that we had. This is the same offensive line that we had all season, and, and here we are. At the end of the day, I'm no fool. Do Does the Bengals' offensive line have problems? Absolutely, especially on the right side. We don't have Riley Reef. He's been out most of the playoffs with an ankle injury. Um, and we're playing with uh, Jackson Carmen as our rookie guard who we drafted in the second round. Um, and he's dealing with an injury right now, which is why him and Hakeem Adenogy last game were – um, you know, on rotation and, and taking uh, different snaps. That, I think that's that's going to be the problem. Aaron Donald, they're they're going to move him around and and put him in spots where we're not going to be able to double team him all the time. But I think the Bengals have to be creative enough to know, hey, obviously we're not going to be able to double team him every play just due to the fact that they have other playmakers like Vaughn Miller and what's his name, Malcolm Floyd, um, who who can get pressure too. But I think what you're going to see is. The Bengals know this. They're they're not. They know that they're not gonna go into this game and be able to hold Aaron Donald and and all these other pass rushers all game. You're gonna see a lot of uh, Joe Mixon flaring out in the backfield, them dumping the balls off, doing screens. You're gonna see a lot of um, maybe Jamar Chase quick slants, getting the ball out of Joe Burrow's hands very quickly. Um, and you you might see a lot of the run game at first. See what Joe Mixon can do. Um, that way we're not relying on the pass game. We do, I'm sure we don't want to go into the game, you know, having to rely heavily on, on Joe Burrow. Um, Joe Mixon's had a great year. He's had a great playoff. Um, and he's really been been hitting the, the inside lanes hard um, all season. He's been tough to stop, too. He's someone that can get you on the perimeter as well and, and beat you on that corner. But, man, it's, it's going to be tough. That's, that's the biggest concern. It comes down to the, how the offensive line plays. That sets the tone of the game. And, and what I say to that is, like, look, you got one game left this season. If it means anything to you, play with pride and just get it done. I mean, I think I think it what what says a lot about the Bengals offensive line is looking at that Tennessee game uh the week before the conference championship game against the Chiefs. The Bengals obviously gave up nine sacks. Now, were all of those nine sacks the cause of the offensive line? No. Joe Burrow, you know, try to extend plays when he shouldn't and things like that. But a big chunk of them were because of the offensive line. But you look at last game against the Chiefs, where they only gave up one sack the entire game. You know, that speaks volumes. It obviously shows that they were embarrassed the way they played. They stepped it up. Yes, they were getting pressure and things like that. That's going to happen. Aaron Donald, he's a beast. He's a future Hall of Famer. Von Miller, arguably a future Hall of Famer. Like, it's, it's going to be no, no easy task for them. But they're going to find a way to get it done, and they got to get it done. There's no excuses. Greg, I want to ask you this. You look on the flip side, we talk about the Rams defense. But the flip side, you got to look at Joe Burrow is that guy. Joe Burrow has been doing everything this playoffs. Cigar Joe is really built like that, has poised. We talked about it last episode. The man is poised. He doesn't get rattled. What do the Rams have to do to stop Joe Burrow and their high-powered offense? Yeah, I mean, I was thinking about everything. I was thinking about that as Chris was talking. And one thing that came to mind is play two deep safeties. You're not allowing these guys to get over the top of you, these receivers to get over the top, right? You don't want to even give them a chance to get an explosive play. 
And also rally to the football, rally to the football underneath. They're going to throw a lot of things underneath, a lot of screen, a lot of screens, a lot of um, quick flare outs. Like you said, the mix in, right? And also stop the run and rush the passer. Uh, those are the two other things, right? You can win the line of scrimmage, win the line of scrimmage. If you're the Rams, you win the line of scrimmage there up front and win that battle like you're supposed to, frankly. Because you went out and got Von Miller for this moment. You got him for this moment right now. And you, Leonard Floyd, you paid him for this moment right now. You know, like these guys, all these guys got paid to come in here and do this job in this very moment. And if they can win the battle up front, ride to the football on the short passing game um, and just keep those safeties deep and don't get beat, right? Because Joe Burrow's got a shot to hit him. Joe Burrow will hang in there and take a shot to the face if it means he can score a touchdown. He's tough as he's tough as on nails. So you just got to be able to play deep and stay disciplined. And if you can do those things, you're going to win a football game. Defense is it really it really happens defensively for the Rams. Offensively, we know what they're going to do. They're going to go out there and score points. They're going to score points in this game. They don't have an answer for Odell on on their side, right? The, now the Bengals did a great job last week. Great job. But I'm not counting on Matt Stafford being off. I'm also also counting for the fact that Sean McVay does a really great job of getting guys open. And Cooper Cup, no one's been able to keep him covered all year. So offensively, they're going to do what they're going to do. It really starts on defense. If you can mess up the game defensively, break the game like you're supposed to with all the playmakers you have, you're going to win a football. You're going to win this football game. You should win it con pretty convincingly. The Bengals should be coming back at some point in this game if the Rams do what they're supposed to do. Now, it don't, it don't always work out that way. And Joe Burrow's as cool as they come. And he's really great. He's great. Nothing will take away from that. No matter how this game goes, nothing takes away from that. He's an amazing, amazing player. He's the, he's the reason why they're here. But again, like this is the Rams. You paid, you gave up all these assets. You said, screw those picks, all that stuff. Yeah, it was for this moment. So there's no reason why the Rams shouldn't dominate this game defensively and it should happen there. So I want to touch on this. We talk about the Jamar Chase, how explosive he's been. You got, I think we need to also remember though, like everybody's talking Jamar Chase, rightfully so. But they got mm -hmm. T. Here. They got C.J. Uzama over there. Mm -hmm. They got some. Other, they got some other weapons over there. Richard Sherman came out with his podcast. Jamar Chase has the upper hand on Jalen Ramsey because the Rams won't have him man up on him. Do we agree that Jamar Chase is going to have the upper hand because there won't be a lot of one on one for Jalen Ramsey? As a matter of fact, should the should the Rams do that? Hold on, I missed that that first part. You said you said Richard Sherman said what about J Jamar Chase uh, being man up? Jamar Chase has the upper hand on Jalen Ramsey because the Rams won't have him man up on him. Yeah, I think I think that's facts. I mean, if you look at who who the other corners are, um, you got Williams and then you got um, what's the name? D Ayton or something like that. Uh, D Dante Dion. Dante. Dante Dion, he's 150 pounds soaking wet, and and he's a good corner and things like that. But like, you know, if you remember from from Hart, this is a dude that was on the practice squad for the Rams for years, right? You know, a few years ago when when Hard Knocks came out. But at the same time, like, the Rams' best bet is to put Ramsey on on Chase, right? That's popcorn. That's what everyone wants to see. But if they're not having uh, Ramsey shadow him. Of, of course, you know, Chase, that's a favorable, favorable matchup against these corners. Like, he, you've seen what he did to other corners this year. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, he put 266 yards on the Chiefs in week 17. And he's just that dominant of a player where, where you can trust him down the field. They have such a great connection uh, with their deep shots. He knows where he needs to be. And, and, and I think chemistry wins out in that regard. Right. 
You just mentioned it. Should they have Jalen Ramsey shadowing Jamar Chase? Jalen Ramsey, yeah, Jalen Ramsey should be following him the entire game. Follow him the entire game. If you guys if they want to play some kind of shell defense where they have him shadow and then they bracket over the top into the corner, right, which they probably will do, that's probably the best way to go about doing it. But Jalen Ramsey can handle his own out there. <laughs> we talking about Jalen Ramsey. That, that's we talking about Jalen Ramsey. That's an <laughs> that, that dude. That's an absolute fact. Jalen Ramsey can handle his own, but you know what that does. And look, I, I hope Jalen Ramsey follows him because you know why? T. Higgins no, on the other side, the Tyler Boyd on the other side. We saw it last game with the Chiefs. They had someone following uh, Jamar Chase, and, and it worked, but Jamar Chase still got his touches. He can get any you know deep shots and, and break away balls or things like that. But T. Higgins was explosive across the middle on those deep dig routes. Uh, Tyler Boyd on those quick out routes you know, came up huge in third down situations consistently because all the focus is on Jamar Chase. And that's what you're going to get with a guy that's that explosive. Um, he's just going to draw attention and other guys are going to have time to shine. CJ Uzama, if he didn't get hurt, like he, he would have had a big game too. He, he got a few catches in early and then got, got injured. But um, don't get me wrong, man. Like you want to, you want to cover Chase, you want to shadow Chase, that's fine. But don't forget that T Higgins is a thousand yard receiver. Tyler Boyd, consecutive years as an 1,000-yard receiver, right? C.J. Uzama had a big year this year. Joe Mixon out of the backfield. Like, those are all talented players that you have to account for. And you can't tell me that the secondary on um, the Rams can can match up mano-a-mano against every, you know, one of the Bengals skill players. It's just not going to happen. The Bengals have the favorable matchup in that sense. The reality is the pass rush and the corners work, work in tandem. So if the pass rush can make Joe Burrow uncomfortable. The pass rush can mess up the game the way I'm saying they need to. 100%. It, none of this is going to matter. It's just yeah. – but if, if Joe Burrow has time, this game can get real dicey. It, it all comes dicey. down to the offensive line and defense line. That's – yeah, That this this is a game of the trenches. This is yeah. it. A Bengals O-line versus the Rams D-line. That'll decide the game. Whichever side wins will likely win the game. Or, and if the Bengals – if, look, if the Bengals O-line holds up, the Joe Burrow, don't be surprised if he's hosting a two-bowl MVP. I, it really wouldn't surprise me. It, it, is, it is that close. I don't think this is some blowout game. Um, I don't. I hope I'm not proven wrong. I, I definitely don't want to tune in and buy all this food to watch no blowout. So they got to make it close. What you about to eat? I don't even know. Yeah, my dad talking about some some uh, pizza place called Forte. He's talking about a sub. I ain't about to do no sub. That's too healthy. <laughs> He about to, he about to have eating a hoagie. <laughs> nah, he talking about hoagie. He talking about a sub. He talking about a cold cold cuts, bro. Nah, he about about cold cuts. cuts. Huh? What's wrong with cold cuts? Not for Nothing wrong with you. But on Super Bowl Sunday, you gotta get you gotta get fried. You gotta get fried. This whole I can't be out here eating cold cuts and lettuce and nah, I ain't doing yeah. that oil and vinegar. He said, nah, let me get a ham and cheese sub. <laughs> Come on, bro. What is this? You're not talking about no brunch. You're not talking about no. What is this, bro? Nah, bro, I got two occasions. We got this, and we, we arguably have a bigger deal in the All-Star game or next weekend, and I'm going to have a little spread for that, too. So you know what I'm talking yeah. about. Yo, I'll be back. I'll be back in the in the States then. We got to talk about that. We got to talk about what we're doing for the All-Star game. <laughs> I'll be back in the States for that. Like, if I was here for the Super Bowl, I'll be, yo, I need to pull up. If your pops want me to wear a mask, I'll wear a mask. I'll eat that stuff. <laughs> I'll eat the sub sandwich. Hey, yo, hey, hold on. Yo, I just talked about something. Chris, what's good with it? You, you're the Bengals are in. What you, you're not hosting something? I ain't getting no invite to your crib. Nah, bro. Because <laughs> you already know what's up. You know I need to watch my Bengals in pizza. Because you know what's going to happen? If I invite <laughs> y'all to the crib, y'all going to be right here the whole game. 
Look at all. Yo, when I came when I came to your house uh, last time we watched the Bengals game, I was not talking all crazy. That's because I was giving one and you all the harder time than you. Huh? I was giving Ero all the harder time than you. He said Ero. It's Arrow, but yeah, that's funny. Yeah, nah, because his Eagles are struggling. My Bengals is holding their own against week one against the Vikings. That's why he wasn't in my ear. No, uh, bro, you fire up that fire up that bubble cool or something like that. I'll pull up. What's you up? What y'all doing? I don't know. Man. I'm gonna be you here. Know, I ain't going. No, I'm, I'm, I'm just throwing, I'm throwing stuff at the wall, seeing if it sticks. My dad, as it is, my dad think I'm gonna be at the crib. I can't, I can't, I can't be on that type of time. But you know, I can be if you, you know, if you want that type of time. So I'm, I'm gonna be around. I'm gonna be around. I'm gonna be right here. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll, definitely go home talk, the game. we'll definitely talk after the show and figure out what we're doing. Uh for Super Bowl for y'all, because I ain't gonna be here, but all-star game. I, I need that. Speaking of <laughs> inter- speaking of entertainment, um, before we even transition, right? So if we haven't mentioned it already, right? What's the biggest thing y'all looking for forward to and watching this game? What's the biggest headline? What's the biggest story? That sticks out to y'all when you think about this Super Bowl this Sunday. Joe Shiesty. Joe Shiesty, Joe Burr, Franchise Joe, Joseph Lee Burrow, whatever you want to call him, Joe Shiesty. Like you mentioned, he's that guy. He's got it. And I think uh, it's just crazy to see where, where he's been since, since, since college, right? Like this is a guy that has won a national championship two years ago. Like in, in three years, this is – in. But this is what he's doing after tearing an ACL last year and missing, you know, a handful of games. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited to watch him play. I think, I think a lot of people are excited to watch him play. If you look at, you know, people commenting on these Instagram, you know, posts from, from various sports websites and stuff like that, it, it ain't about the Bengals being trash no more. Right. It's about how exciting it is to watch Joe Burrow play. Ain't nobody talking about, Oh, I'm excited to watch Matt Stafford play. I'm sure people are, but the swag that Joe Burrow brings to the game and just his demeanor as a likable guy. Um, I think people are excited to see that, but I also think too, I'm no dummy. I'm excited to watch Odell play. Like, you know, I was an Odell fan the same time I was a Bengals fan. I had no bad blood between them. Um, but now that they're playing the Bengals, obviously I don't, I don't want to see him do great this game career wise. Yeah. I want to see him do great, but um, I think it's just a cool story for him. You know, how they painted him as a villain, how, you know, they, try to say all these things about him and his character and how no one likes playing with him and, and just look at what he's done and look at how he's carried himself through the process. I think that's the biggest thing is, you know, where he's at now and everything that they were saying, he's kept his mouth shut, you know, through all the slander this past year, when he was on the Browns, he just showed up, came to work and let his play do the talking as soon as he got on the Rams. And, you know, I was someone that I'll be honest, I was uh, wrong about him. I didn't think that, you know, I, I came on this podcast and said that like, Yo, he's not going to be the same Odell that when he gets on the Rams. He's just not. Just because I, I thought they had more talent that they were going to spread the ball around. Cooper Cup was going to get more touches. And they found a way to include him. And he's been playing his role. And he's been doing it real well. So I think I think Odell's going to steal the show. And I also think Joe Burrow's going to steal the show. Right. Are you, you know, what is it, the halftime show you're looking forward to? Who is the halftime show? This yeah, time, no, it's, K- it's Kevin. It's, Ke- it's Kevin Lamar. Kendrick Lamar. It's it's uh my man uh, Snoop. Well, who else? Right. Uh, who else? Dre. Snoop gonna be up there like oh, Snoop about to get it. It's gonna be yeah. a great halftime. Show. It's gonna be a great halftime show. I, I think we got Eminem in there too, which blows mine. But 
I mean, I don't. I don't want to hear Eminem try to go up there and rap. rap He's for the culture, though. He's for the culture. He's for the culture. I don't want to hear no word vomit. But regardless, yo, as far as storyline goes, I think yo, Chris, you touched on a couple of these things. I, 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 I think the biggest storyline for me is Odell. It's Odell, man. Um, J- Joe Burrow winning this Super Bowl would make him, would put him in history. It just simply because it would be the greatest three-year stretch of any athlete, maybe ever. Maybe or at least for any football player. I mean, to win a Heisman, to have the best record, to be undefeated, to have a perfect season, and to come into the NFL, obviously get hurt, um, and then the next year to win the Super Bowl is ridiculous. It's it's ridiculous. The ascent he's been on is crazy, and that's the story you can sell. That's cool. Um, if you're Odell, and then Odell is just a redemption story. It's and every, I think he's got so many fans, so many fans in New York, so many fans. I mean, not so much in Cleveland, worldwide, across the country. Yeah, worldwide. He's a he's a he's a global figure. And so, but especially, you know, with, with New York being here and being as great as he was here individually, th- there's a lot of people here who want to see him win. I, I think there's a bit it's a big following for him. I think there's a huge storyline in the Super Bowl. Probably the big that and the Joe Burrow excellence one are the two storylines you can sell people uh, about the Super Bowl. I, I I'm not sure that anything else really Aaron Donald getting one, right? Stamping himself would be great, cool, but he's a D lineman. Ain't nobody really care about D lineman like that. He's great but no one cares. Um, just a reality situation, right? And also, McVay, can you can you win this game? McVay, McVay lo- losing this game is a big deal. Like, you yeah. can't lose this game. It's a legacy game. They made McVay out to be jo- boy genius. You can't lose this game. You can't you can't get your quarterback, rave about your quarterback all offseason, pin all your struggles on Jared Goff's back, send him off to Detroit to die, and then come into this game and lose? You can't do that. There's, there's no coming, coming to this game and lose against a coach that you helped grow his career. Facts, People forget Zach, Zach Taylor was the quarterback coach of the Rams for Jared Goff. He, he left to take the head coaching job in Cincy. So you know these these two guys know each other very well. He he worked for for Sean McVay for years. Not a good look. Not a good look. It's just when you're stamped up, when you are hyped up as much as McVay's been. And McVay's won a lot. Great. You gotta win the big game. You gotta win the big game. It was you? You get a pass wrap and golf in the first Super Bowl and going against Belichick. I understand that. This one, you're the you're the favorite, and you've sold out. They have sold their soul to win a championship. They've sold every draft pick they've got. They put themselves yeah. in position. They finished the job. So yeah, I guess there's a couple angles you can look at this from. McVeigh being one of them, and uh, I think the McVeigh one is really interesting because what are we gonna say about him? Is there gonna be slander? Are we gonna keep that same energy if he doesn't get the job done? Is the real question. Uh, but I, I want think, my boy huh? Yeah, I think I think you you gotta question it, right? It's it's gotta be something that's questioned because again, like, yo, when they made this trade for Matt Stafford at the beginning of the year, we were all saying Rams gonna win the Super Bowl, right? We were saying it, mm-hmm. and then throughout the course of the season, you acquire Odell, you bring back a safety from retirement, which was isn't a huge deal, but you, you bring back a, a veteran safety, and you get Von Miller, and you know, all those picks and things that you gave away when, when you acquired Stafford, like you, you have it all defensively, offensively, you have all your weapons, everyone's healthy for the most part. Like, so, so if you don't win, you know, what are we saying about McVay? It's a real, it's a real, it's a real question. It's a real thing. And if, if that man, you know, he's got to finish this, he's got to finish it. I think that's the biggest storyline. If I'm, if I'm to be honest with you, I think it's that, Burrow, Odell, maybe in that order. Burrow just being a quarterback and making it more. But Odell's such a global star that 
if you want to order Odell ahead of Burrow's storyline, fine by me. But those are three storylines you got to pay attention to in this. I don't think you can sell much more. There's no villain in this Super Bowl. There's no one that people aren't really rooting for here. All right. There's the Patriots aren't here. Tom Brady's retired. So our villain's gone. Thank God. Uh, I know he's talking about I might, who, who knows and all that stuff. He ain't coming back. Stop, so stop trying to sell me that. Tom Brady's done. So I know he's going to want to come back because his kids going to drop him crazy. He ain't, have, he ain't have to raise those kids. All you have to do is come and kiss him on the lips every now and then. But it's going to be a whole different thing now with his wife being in the floor. You got to spend time with his wife. Man, enjoy your, your retirement. So why is he got you so mad? Now. Huh? What did he do to you? No one like Yo, who likes Tom Brady? What are we talking about? Why do people like Tom Brady? He played for Boston. He played for the Patriots. They cheated twice. No one talks about them cheating twice. Why? Why does it not matter? They've cheated thrice, three times. They got caught with the, uh, recording that your sideline. I think it was the Bengals game they were recording. Well, the Bengals versus Jets. Three times. Three times he got proved, and no one talks about it. All we talk about is he's the greatest, this and that. It must be nice to be a white dude in America, because if I could cheat three, cheat three times and I'm still considered the greatest player of all time, life's good for me, huh? That's crazy. I don't understand the Tom Brady love affair that happens in this country, bro. It's BS. That's, that's why I don't like Tom. And he, again, he played for Boston. What are we talking about? Boston sports teams go out of their way to get white athletes. I ain't got no problem with white athletes, but you go out of your way to do it. Come on, bro. Like, what are we talking about? The Celtics was they, they try to court an yeah, all white. You, you, you can't you can't say that about Tom Brady because they didn't go out of their way to get Tom Brady. They drafted this dude in the seventh round. He just became great. I, I don't care. And that has nothing to do with that. This is an organizational thing. They, they got Tom Brady and they hit the they hit the lottery. He turned out to be great. That's fair. Yeah, that's, that's, not that. fair. It's, that's not like they, they traded for him when he was greater, whatever. No, no, it's not even about it's not about that. It's just the organization organization he played for, what the Patriots stood for in the NFL. They were the evil empire. That's just the way this thing worked. It was it was fun to root against them the entire time throughout their entire existence. It was like, come on, bro. Like, what are we talking That's about? Bro, it, listen, I'm surrounded by Patriots fans. And I'm trust me, no one hated the Patriots more than me seeing them go year after year. It's annoying, man. Like, I, I don't like to, and then also when you get caught cheating, it adds a different layer to it. It's like, all right, cool. I, you had you're great, but now I get to question your greatness. How you give me you give me a straw to hold on to with Spygate? You gave me a straw, and then you deflating football, and then on top of it, you you're you're recording team sidelines. Okay, cool. Now you guys are giving me all the ammo I need. You are Tom Brady's not hater proof to me. I, I'm a, I'm of a rare breed. Tom Brady is not hater proof. For some people, he is. For me, he is not hater proof, bro. You got those three stains. You got those three doodle stains on your on your legacy that you gotta live with. So that's the reality of it. I mean, I'm, I'm gonna make sure that people people smell your smell your stuff right there. Like I'm not gonna let that go unheard. Like it didn't gonna, happen. You're not gonna let it be forgotten. I get it. Come on, bro. I get it. Greg gonna be at his hall. Greg gonna be at his Hall of Fame speech. Like yo, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have receipts. Y'all receipt remember when? Besides <laughs> Spygate. <laughs> like what? No one talk about it. Suddenly, it didn't, it didn't happen anymore because he went to because what? Because because of what? What? Why? Cause I, I don't understand, bro. It don't make it don't make any sense to me. Before we head out, do you want to touch on this kosher carousel? We gonna leave that for the next episode. Hold up, hold up. Before we touch on the coaching carousel, I got one more thing to say about the Bengals. And I don't, I, this is a, a real statement. I want to see if y'all with me on this, right? So, Bengals win the Super Bowl, right? Bengals win the Super Bowl. How attractive, regardless, actually, regardless of if they win the Super Bowl, 
I think the Bengals are going to get a big free agent offensive lineman next year due to the fact that people people are starting to respect the Bengals in the sense that, like, this is a team that can compete for the next few years, especially in the AFC North. Do you think that a free agent is going to want to come play for the Bengals rather than having to go the draft route and, and drafting, you know, uh, an offensive lineman, which I'm sure we'll still do, but in the sense of, of getting a star? I think y'all better get ready to open your checkbook. There's players already all around the league that want to come play with Joe Burrow. We heard we heard it going into the going into the playoffs. Some of the players, yo, I came here off the strength of Joe Burrow. The kid is special. This is a man coming off of an ACL injury. And Pete was like, I want to go play with Joe Burrow. There's something special about him, Joe Burrow. So I think he has that same effect as the aforementioned person that you know Greg was ranting about, Tom Brady, on that same level of, hey, I want to go play with him. I know if I go play with him, I got a chance to win a Super Bowl. And it, it, for a set, for him to be this early in his career, he has that already attached to his name. You go play with Joe Burrow, you got a chance to win. So shoot, offensive lineman, if y'all want to sign somebody better than Eli Apple, like somebody, people are coming there. People are coming to Cincinnati. I'm telling you right they now, Eli Apple ain't going to be no damn starting next year. Uh, there, There's no way, bro. We didn't even touch on that today, bro, which we should have touched not. on too. Because Cooper Cup might light that behind up. I mean, we're we not going to let Cooper Cup have free range anyways, but we just manning him. That's not what we're going to do. We're going to play zone for sure. Zone's but, not going to work. He eats up zone. Zone's I, I, I know that. I know open. that. But he finds holes in zone. <laughs> I want to ask you, as a Bengals fan, like seeing Eli Apple just talk cash crazy. He won't. No to go <laughs> yeah, I'm about to go again. Cooper Cup. <laughs> Yeah, he wildin', bro. He putting a target on his back when when you don't when you don't carry that respect. Your name does not carry that respect, and you and you doing all this talking. You you are here not because of the fact that you played great all season. You are here because Joe Burrow has been the X factor. Jamar Chase has been the X factor. Trey Hendrickson has been the X factor for this team. You are reaping the benefits of your teammates' hard work. Now, has he made some plays this year? Absolutely, but. If we compare the amount of plays that Eli Apple has made to the amount of mistakes that he made, I want to say the mistakes is far greater, right? So for him to be coming at Tyreek Hill, talking about he's a baby cheetah, and just for him to be be talking crazy to some of the greats in this league is, is beyond me. Because at the end of the day, you weren't even supposed to be the starter. You were the starter by default because Trey Wayne just couldn't come back from injury. And, and when he did come back, something happened internally. And I'm not even going to go there, but at the end of the day, like it was too late for, for them to find anyone better than you to replace you. Right. With, you know, timelines and, and rules and things like that. So I don't think he's going to be there. I think he'll be, he'll probably be on the team next year, hopefully um, in a backup role or something like that. Cause, cause again, he, he had some, you know, good plays for us this year. And he knows our system. So it would suck to get rid of him and have bring in somebody else. But by all means, if that's somebody else is, is better than Eli Apple, the door's always open. Oh uh, yeah, if y'all win, that man is gonna be unbearable, bro. He's he gonna be the J.R. Smith of the Cleveland Cavaliers in the parade. He is going to be no nah, we like J.R. Smith. Honey. That's not even a good example. <laughs> I like I like J.R. Smith. I don't even that's facts. That's Yo, facts. I'll just say this in closing. The Bengals have a, have a rare opportunity in front of them because they because of their quarterback being in their second year of that rookie deal, 
it puts you guys in a really nice cap situation. Most teams who get the Super Bowl are not in nice cap situations from a team building perspective. The Bengals have opportunity to not only whether win or lose, just build this thing into a dynasty. This thing could be a dynasty long term because of the cap space you have, because of the fact that it's it's again it's year two of your rookie quarterback on that rookie wage scale. You have all this opportunity to go out there and improve the old line financially. This is actually a strong old line class in free agency, um, which I hope, you know, my team dips, dips into a little bit. So I hope we compete with you for that. But yeah, I mean, they have an opportunity. They have a real opportunity to be a dynasty for a long time or a team that's really good for a really long time. And it's scary for every team in the AFC North outside of yep. the Bengals because, hey, man, like he's in, he's in a, they're not going anywhere. They're not going anywhere. I think health obviously being a factor. This is the Bengals division for the next like five years at least, bro. At least Lamar Lamar has something to say about that for sure. I don't think he'll the Bengals, the Ravens, are going anywhere. He'll but, have some. Yes. Way that the Bengals team is set up and how they offseason goes, yeah. their team will be more complete than Baltimore. I'm sorry, like it's going to be more complete than Baltimore, and we don't yeah, we don't know what they're doing over there with their quarterback situation, and then Cleveland, we don't even we don't even yeah we we don't we, we, we don't know what Cleveland is. is. You still got Baker Mayfield. We good. <laughs> it's definitely going to be competitive though between the Bengals and, and the the Ravens. We gonna get guys. The skills will be annoying too. It'll it'll always yeah. be competitive, but the, yeah. the Bengals have a chance to maintain relevancy for the first time in a really long time and be a team that's in the playoffs casually all the time like it's normal and a team that goes to has a couple Super Bowl trips in them. This is not yeah. this is not going to be a new thing. Joe Burrow. I'll give me goosebumps, bro. Because because of the way the team set up, when you're year two quarterback exceeds expectations and goes to the Super Bowl early on, it sets you up for success long-term. It just puts you in a great position. So the Bengals have a chance. This it, Win or lose, Bengal fans are winners because they're going to be players in free agency for all these big-name guys, and they're going to be able to kind of round out the edges of the roster. So it's a, it's a nice situation for them. Facts. Y'all know the deal. Y'all know the vibes. Super Bowl weekend. If you stay ready, you don't got to get ready. Rams is win. We out. Peace. <laughs> Tripping out your mind, bro.